When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Boone. And today on the program, I'm going to sit down with the head coach of the University of Arkansas basketball team. Talk college hoops, the NBA, and how it was growing up following in uh, in your dad's footsteps. I know a little bit about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Eric Musselman. Eric, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you having me on, Brett. We're going to do the family thing first because I know like you – we've heard about it a lot in our life and um, expectations. I know as a kid growing up, it really didn't bother me what my dad did for a living. I know as a little kid, that's all I ever wanted to do. I would tag along whenever I could go to the ballpark. It was never pressed upon me. This is what you're going to do. But, you know, I ended up following for you growing up with the dad, NBA coach, college coach, I know you you were a player at, at USD. What were you like as a kid? What were you thinking? What do I want to do when I grow up? Well, I think uh, at a real young age, meaning probably, you know, kindergarten to, to eighth grade, I wanted to play in the NBA. Um, you know, obviously uh, hanging out with my dad uh, when he was a college coach. You know, my weekends were – uh, when he was coaching at the University of Minnesota, my w- weekends were take a road trip to Michigan, take a road trip to Wisconsin, uh, jump on the plane, hang out, watch practice. And then as I got a little bit older, certainly knew that my playing level was was going to go no no further than riding the bench at, at the University of San Diego. And then I wanted to get into uh, sports, meaning either management um, or coaching. I didn't know really which route it would take me but I was a ball boy when my dad was uh coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers and and uh I knew that I wanted to do something uh again in sports I didn't know where it would take me uh but that was kind of a a short synopsis of where I was from from growing up and, and where my mentality was I look at it now you know I had a father that played but then he went into managing and he managed the Kansas City Royals he managed the uh the Cincinnati Reds as a player, you know, and as tough as it is, and you know, as a player, how tough it can be. I did it my whole life. And, but the one, the solace we have as players is we either put the numbers up or we don't put the numbers up and it's on you 
as a coach and I've watched and I've, I played on great teams and I played on some teams that were tough and I'd look at my skipper and I'd be like, there's really nothing you could do. You don't have the horses, you know? Um, sometimes it's that way as a player, we can control our destiny as a coach. Sometimes, sometimes you probably come into a season over the many seasons in your career and think we got the boys to do it this year. And sometimes you think, man, it's going to be a long year. How do you handle, you always can blame the coach. You always are hired to be fired. Uh, how do you handle that year in and year out, knowing that I could be the greatest coach in the world and it just doesn't matter this year? I, I mean, I think that's an incredible uh, perspective, Brett, because, you know, I, I, I look at the people that I got a chance to work with, uh, Chuck Daly, uh, Mike Fratello, Doc Rivers, and especially at the professional level, I think that you're a thousand percent right. Like it really boils down to do you have the, the players uh, and, and then, you know, a coach can have some impact, um, but certainly uh, your talent level is going to kind of determine where you are. And, and, you know, the two opportunities that I got as a pro coach with the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors, we we probably had somewhat of a ceiling um, on how far we could go with with Golden State, we had a really really young team, and so every day as as a staff, we came in and just talked about how can we get our basketball team uh, to become better. How do we get our young guys to to get better so that maybe their second contracts are a little bit better than their first contracts? And and um, and then with Sacramento, it was a situation where they had had a great coach prior to me and Rick Adelman, and they had a lot of years of playoff. But they were kind of declining, you know, the three or four years before we got there. And then it was just kind of how do you land the plane? How do you get the team to the end of the season with maybe a little bit more veteran basketball team? But uh, certainly you understand uh, if you grow up in the business like you and I have that coaches have an impact. But but certainly the talent level is probably going to have an even more impact on how a season progresses. I knew growing up. Dad would watch me when he could. He had a, he had a different. He was still playing through my college years, so he really didn't get to play. Watch me play that much as a kid. He was hands off. Uh, he always encouraged, but at the same time, I, I never felt an ounce of pressure my entire life. And people ask me, "Oh, it had to be really tough growing." It really wasn't for me for whatever reason. Um, you know, speak to my brothers if they if 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 they thought they had expectations to lead up to. I, I don't know. But for myself, I didn't. Like I said, dad was there. Uh, he'd have advice to me on very few occasions, but I always heeded it. Uh, and, and the day that came where, you know, things started to progress and, and I was going to be a professional. And dad was just there. They go for it. The time you made the decision, dad, I'm going to coach. What was his feedback to you at the very beginning? Well, I think uh, both my mom and dad would have preferred that that I go into the management side of 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 things, and maybe uh, instead of being a head coach, maybe both of them felt like having a goal of being a general manager would be uh, more conducive and 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 a better lifestyle. Knowing that coaches get hired to fired, and you're moving around a lot more. And um, but my dad. When I my first job, my well, my first job out of college was selling tickets for the uh, L.A. Clippers um, because I was kind of progressing on that management side. But but once I I, I started coaching, my my dad 
uh, got the head job with the Timberwolves before I had been a, a, a head coach. And he would not hire me with Minnesota until I got some experience coaching. And so uh, I went and coached Rapid City, the Thrillers in the, in the old CBA, which was the equivalent today to the NBA G League. That's a pretty powerful lesson when your dad says, hey, I'm not hiring you until you get some experience on your own. Um, but it was a great lesson for me that you got to pay your dues. It doesn't matter what your what your dad does. Um, and then and then I remember, uh, Brett, when I got hired by uh, Golden State, my dad had passed away a few years prior. And I remember right before the press conference, I asked everybody to leave my the, my what would be my new office prior to walking out for the press conference. I closed the door and just cried thinking about like how proud my dad would be. Uh, that he and I were the first father-sons in the history uh, of the NBA to be head coaches. It was a really, really emotional moment uh, that I'll never forget um, because I know how proud he would have been. But but he may, he he wasn't going to just hand me a job. I could tell you that when I first decided to get into coaching, he certainly made me go pay my dues and and uh, and do that at a very very young age. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Interesting, because I I played against my dad a lot when he was on the other side, you know, with the, it started in the minor leagues for me, dad retired. And, uh, I was in AAA. I was in Calgary, Canada. Dad was, he got his first job in professional baseball after he retired with the Tacoma Rainiers. And he was there, their, uh, their manager. I was in the league. I'd come in I'd, and believe me, Eric, I, I wanted to beat his ass every time. <laughs> and I did. And I did, uh, I did it. And then he got the job in Cincinnati. He got the job with the Royals and I couldn't wait to, to go play him. But in 19, it was 1993. I got traded from the Seattle Mariners to the Cincinnati Reds. And I get a phone call, as you know, in the business, when you make a trade, usually this, the, the head coach gets on the phone call with the new player, the general manager, you do the, you do the paperwork. And I got a call from Davey Johnson. And he said, uh, Brett, I just want to let you know, we're happy to have you here with the Cincinnati Reds. I got traded from the Mariners. And as a young player, you know, I was kind of, oh, wow, they traded me. Is that a bad thing? Well, I guess it's a good thing because the Reds really want me. So I had that initial phone call and, you know, Davey Johnson's my new skipper. And first thing in my mind as a young player is now I got to go to a new organization and prove to them I can play. You're a young player. You just want to get going. And at the end of our conversation, he says, uh, by the way, is your dad around? And I said, matter of fact, he's here. And he goes, could you put him on the phone? And I said, yeah, go ahead. So dad and Davey had cross paths in their career. And my dad gets off the phone and he says, uh, Brett, what do you think? Uh, Davey wants me to be the bench coach for the Reds. And I looked at him and I said, dad, are you kidding me? I said, I'm going to the Reds and now I got to have dad tagging along. You know, I was thinking like I'm a little kid when dad's going to coach. I'll tell you what, Eric, it was the it was the coolest year I've ever had 
in my pro career because I went into it with dad's going to be, you know, this is the big leagues. You can't be having dad, you know, tagging along and looking over his shoulder. I'll tell you what, he made it so cool for me. He was the, the utmost professional. It was, it wasn't father, son, it was coach player. And then on a day off, I'd get to have lunch with him and it was father, son. It was one of the most enjoyable times I had, uh, and I never got to work on a staff. I was never a peer. He was always coach player. It was never player player or, or coach coach. Uh, but you got an opportunity to work with your dad. And uh, that to me, you know, now being a little bit older and, and having a little more life experience, that had to be pretty cool. You were young at the time. But what was that like? Did you come into that thinking, holy, how, how am I going to handle this? How is this going to work? Is dad going to be just pulling on my ear, bugging me? Or, or, or what's, did you have a similar experience that I did the, the first time being in, the, on, in that same dugout? Well, I'll tell you what, Brett. I, I, when you were telling the story, I got goosebumps thinking about, I, and I tell people all the time, it was the best year of my career. And looking back now through time, I think about how fortunate I was. It was uh, myself and Tom Thibodeau, the current coach of the New York Knicks, we were the two assistants, both of us very, very young. And Tom had been there the year before, the year my dad said that I had to go, you know, kind of prove myself on my own before he would hire me. Um, a same experience. Uh, I called him coach in front of everybody. Um, and then uh, I actually lived with my father the first month on the job. Uh, and it became too much at, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, he'd be wanting to watch game tape. And I, I had to move out. Um, but it was so unbelievable to be able to walk into the office, see my dad, be in staff meetings with him, travel for, you know, for, for 82 nights, sit on the bench next to him, all those intense moments of timeouts, uh, of game planning. And to be able to do that with your dad is, is again, it's, probably the best year that I've ever experienced. And obviously now that my dad's passed away, I really uh, look back at that time and think about how fortunate I am. And, and my own son is on staff here at Arkansas with me. And so we've experienced that for the last four years uh, here at Arkansas where uh, my son's with me and, and it's absolutely an incredible, but you, there's, there's fine lines. Like you said, you know, when, when you're, when you're with him, it's it's work and then lunch dinner off hours it can become father and son again you can argue <laughs> i'll tell you because i i had i had it's cool to hear that because it, it can be that way and it can be so professional at the same time it could be father son just come on dad what are you thinking you know i agree with mom you know <laughs> i had such a wonderful relationship from there on and because you know, growing up, yeah, dad always had his little things. After a college game, he'd say to me, well, what do you think about that third at bat? You know, dad, give it a rest. You know, now he he was dad the fan. Uh, but once we got into that professional relationship, he, he we had such a cool relationship my whole time uh, during my whole career. I mean, I'd have times where I'd be struggling and I, I would call him. I'd send him a plane ticket when he wasn't working for somebody and he'd fly into wherever city I was. And we'd go under the, under this, under the uh, bleachers at, at noon, because we didn't want anybody to see what was going on. And we'd have hitting sessions. And I really, 
we forged a bond. Now, Aaron and my dad were a little bit different because dad actually managed Aaron. So they, they kind of butted heads a lot. I got to the point where it's a professional thing. He can help me with my swing. He's a coach and, and we don't have to have the father, son back and forth. He's coach. I'm student. And, and it worked out really cool. And, and, uh, I treasure those times that I had, uh, for all those years and, and those phone calls, because there was a time for him to be dad and he'd be watching my game and going, what do you think in that third at bat? Well, dad, obviously I'm not picking the pitches up. By the way, I'm going to send you a plane ticket. Can you fly to Colorado tomorrow? Cause I'm really scuffled. By the way, don't tell anybody you're coming. I won't tell anybody cause we don't want, you know how that gets with coaches, you know, Oh, he's, he's moving in on my territory. You know, the politics get into it. Uh, but really cool to hear that that story. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.